Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Aww, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we have my soul sister, my good friend, and my Ambitious Academy student, Kayla motherfucking Crawford. (laughs) Oh, I love that. <laughs> Does that sound good? Yeah, I love Does that, that sound good? I'm going to start introducing myself like that. I fucking love it. So I have known Kayla since 2019, and she joined my Ambitious Academy last year, but she's actually been following me. We were talking before we came down to the podcast studio over my kitchen island, and I was like, how did you start in the Ambitious movement? And then she started telling me, we're going to get to that in a second, and I thought it was very, very, very interesting, but... What Kayla has achieved in the short amount of time that I've known her is, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass or kiss your ass or any of that kind of (laughs) shit, but you know I'm going to. It's what I desire for all of my ambitious clients, people on the app, people that come to my events to have happen to them and evolve to. So you you. are the epitome. (laughs) You're the epitome of ambitious. Oh. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I think that your story is so phenomenal and you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Nope. <laughs> you weren't like your parents weren't like the high priest and like the medicine woman of your tribe. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here and you're doing the most. So I want to get into all that stuff. And I, I really, truly desire for this podcast to inspire women all across the globe that listen to this podcast that if you can do it, Anyone can do it. Yes. And it's the same thing with me, right? Like we kind of came from very similar backgrounds. Yes. And I think people are like, oh, it must be nice to like live like you're living. And it's like, um, if you know where both of us came from, you wouldn't be saying that. Right. <laughs> yep. So mm-hmm. tell the bitches out there about how you started like getting involved with ambitious. Like tell the story that you were telling <laughs> me, okay, which I thought was so, so weird. Funny. It's so weird. So I was a cheerleading coach and I was just Facebook friends with all the cheer moms and stuff because I would post you know, my private lessons be like, all right, if anyone wants one, like message me on Facebook or whatever. So I was friends with your sister. And because she was a chair mom at the gym I was working at at the time. And I never watch live videos. Whenever a notification for a live video would come up, I'd be like, oh, why is this person doing that? (laughs) And I wasn't even Facebook friends with you or anything. It was weird. So she, I got a notification that she commented on a video. It's like, I can't wait to listen to this podcast. So I was like, and at this time, I was just getting into podcasts. I'm like, oh, I was actually curious. And I didn't even know your sister at all. I don't think I've ever talked to her in my life. I was just so Facebook friends funny. with her. Oh, my gosh. Because um, Ava used to cheer yes. at the place that you used to work at. Yes. Got it. Okay, cool. Yes. So I go to the notification to watch the video. And I'm like, oh, who is, who is this who's doing a podcast? And I just thought you were so funny, so relatable. Um, I don't really remember everything you said on it, but I'm sure basically it was dis- I was like, I'm sure it was disgusting and dirty. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was hilarious because I have a raunchy sense of humor. <laughs> I love it. But um, 
Yeah, I just went to your page. I probably friend requested you or something. And then whenever you released the first episode of Ambitious, I was listening. So I've been an OG podcast listener. From the beginning. (laughs) Yes. Oh, holy shit. Yes. Damn. Okay. So you started listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. and then you came to a spirit day at my house in 2019. So you like actively listened for almost about a year. Yes. Before you were like, I'm going to do this thing. Yes. So... I sent the podcast to my friend Gina. We oh, I were love both. Gina. Hey, yeah. shout out to Gina Antonelli. <laughs> yeah, love you, girl. Uh, so she she was listening to the podcast, too, and we'd always be like, Katie, motherfucker, boy. We'd always just <laughs> we were just, like, obsessed with you and Matt, and you were having a spirit day, and I was like, we have to go to this. So she drove up from New Jersey to Massachusetts with me, and then once she got there, we had a little hangout, and then... We drove up to New Hampshire. I remember to the Spirit Day. Fit Club. We walk in and Matt's teaching a class. We're like, oh my God, it's Matt. We were <laughs> fangirls. Yeah, we were fangirling. Don't say that to him because his head will get fucking bigger than it already is. It's already like too big to fit through the door. His bush and his head are very big. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> we were do you like remember fangirl. the Spirit Day though? Yes. Like, what do you. Okay, so you came to Spirit Day. Mm-hmm. You were already listening to the podcast, but when you came to Spirit Day with Gina, what do you think, like, did something click for you to that day? Or what did you, like, experience? So I was working on myself, you know, on my own. I had a spiritual awakening in 2017. Like, Whoa, literally, so before like, Ambitious. Yeah, so I was open to this these things before. If okay. this was a couple of years before, like, I wouldn't hell have, no. Yeah, I wouldn't have listened to the podcast. I wouldn't have looked at that notification, you know, like, everything. When you're ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. So, you know, I've been working on myself and then... All the things that I hear on the podcast, I was like, I need to meet this this woman in person. You know, I need to get some more information and learn learn more. I was ready to, you know, dive in deeper. Yes, yes. Because I was only doing like you are a badass, like self help books. <laughs> Jensen Chero yes. stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah. So which is amazing. It was super helpful. It's a great gateway yes. into the bullshit. Yeah. So it was the gateway <laughs> drug. Yes, yes, yes. So I was like, I need more. I need to go to go to something, go to an event and meet more like-minded people. Yes. So. Which is very scary for people, by the way. Yes. Because you're like, what if I'm, what if everyone thinks I'm weird? Like, da-da-da-da. Or what if they're all fucking weird? Right. What what if, like, I die and I never come back? Because you don't know. Right. And I kept putting it off, putting it off, and then you had that spirit day, and I was like, Gina, let's go. And she was like, all right, I'm down. So we get there. I learned so much. I still have my notebook from it. I will never oh get rid God, of that so notebook. You do? Yes, I'll send. I'll send I you all see, my notes. Oh, please! I would love that. But it's it's stuff you always talk about, and I know very deeply now. But when I first heard it, it was like mind blowing. Mind blowing. <laughs> like how you know, did I ever not know this? Ambi- ambitious abundance affirmation. I yes. wrote exactly what yours was down in my notebook. I have it. So I would. And this you is know, before my book, yeah, which actually teaches you how to do it. But mm-hmm. like I was teaching it like just from my mouth, like orally, I was teaching you guys how to do it. Yes. What? And I remember you sitting at the front of the room and we had our yoga mats or pillows or whatever. And I was just like, had my jaw open. I was like, oh, my God, this lady in person is like incredible. Oh. Like your energy is just I can't even describe it. It just feels so good to be around Thank you. Thank you. So. Not everyone thinks that, by the way. <laughs> but I'm glad you do. No, it's it's so true. And um, Well, because we have the same frequency. Yes. Like, we're both, like, not too far off from each other. Where if someone was, like, you know, spinning at a lower frequency, p- being around people like us is very ad- aggravating and abrasive to them. Mm, right? Yeah. Just like when we are around those type of people... You want to punch kittens. Right. You know, right. you're just like, oh, I can't do this because it's a it's a frequency. Right. You know? 
Right. So I just fell in love with you even more. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I got so much out of that. Did we do death meditation? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Did that did. like, did that like break your ass open a little bit? Yeah. So that meditation really just, you know, I was doing all of the, all the work that I knew at the time. And that just opened up a whole can of worms to shadow work and all that. And yes. I really looked at how I was living my life. And at this time, I was 24 years old. Like, I was pretty young. You know, you got to um, give it to yourself because most people <laughs> don't have these awakenings until they're like in their like 30s to like even 40s. Right. So the fact that you were in your early 20s and you were like already having like a spiritual awakening and you were listening to spirit saying, okay, I'm going through this thing. Like, I think I need to like take a step back and do something about it where most people just keep brushing it under the rug and hoping that it would go away. Right. And that's what I did for my whole life was push everything oh, under yeah. the rug. Oh, I know all about that. And Same. luckily... This didn't boil to the surface on its own because every, everyone can push things down, push things down, push, in, push things down, but they're going to come to the surface eventually. They ain't going to be ugly. But with the work you gave me, I went in before I got to that, you know, yes, dark that night explosion. of the soul. Yep, exactly. I've had dark a dark night of the soul after I met you too, but... <laughs> I've had like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But I got to, you know, get to work on myself sooner than waiting for so to go awesome. into a deep depression or something awful to happen yes. for me to wake up. Yes. So that really helped me. I started looking at my life, um, who I was before. I was always a very, you know, inspirational person. I always, I like to inspire people. you were coaching people. and yeah, motivating. I yes. I like to work out. I was a, an elite athlete. I was a division one athlete in college. I had a scholarship and... All that stuff. So this was like a little after college and I was just trying to find myself. You know, I was working jobs I didn't like. I was at this time, I just started dating my husband. So I kind of got past the shitty relationship thing. Thank God. Yeah. I did it. I did it like almost into my 30s. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm very glad. That's actually what catapulted my spiritual awakening was um, a relationship I was on and off with for five years so since i was 18 so before your husband you had this like wacky relationship yeah totally different person than my husband like it's crazy the difference when you look at the two people yes but um just energetically and all that that you think that that relationship was was which catalyzed like your kind of like spiritual awakening yes it was really weird we were just hanging out one day i was with my ex-boyfriend he was still my boyfriend at the time and i you know that song, I wish you were a better man. Yes. <laughs> so I do. That song came on yes, and I was I like, yeah, this is like my life. <laughs> and I just said that to him and I was like, I know I deserve better than you, but I never, I didn't break up with him or anything. But I just, you knew. I said something. You were on, he was on notice. <laughs> and I never had said anything like that before. And then we ended up breaking up and then it was a whole, I started just like living up my life. And doing things for me, I'm like, I'm going to focus on myself. I was just giving so much of myself to to save this relationship for so long. And I was doing that all the time with friendships and whatever. And I was like, I'm doing something for me. I'm focusing on myself. And I did. And I started getting so happy. I was just addicted to this work. Mm. And that's actually what happened with Gina, too. She has her own story. but So we bonded over that. We were college teammates. So interesting. She's a couple years older than me. So that's how we kind of came back together. 
And um, where do you think that that came from, though? The whole like trying to always like save the person, fix the friendships, fix the relationship instead of like being like, you know what? I know that I deserve better than this. Have you done that work, that shadow work to figure that out? So I was the parent (laughs) of my parents. (gasps) You were the parent of your parents, too? (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that so much fun? Oh, it was a blast. Amazing. Let me tell you. (laughs) Sign me up for a second round. Yeah. So I was the parent of my parents that. They were just emotionally immature. I still have to deal with it. But now I'm, I've am i been setting up boundaries, which you've helped me a lot with. Thank you. So that was the people-pleasing thing. Like, I needed to help them to get love. You know, yes. I needed to help them to receive what I what I needed. And the love was conditional. Right. So they wouldn't love, love you the way that you desired to be loved unless you were, like, helping them yes. with whatever they needed help with. Exactly. Refereeing their fights. Exactly. Making them feel better about themselves. Yep. Got it. So, and I don't know I was anything the oldest about child this. like you. So yeah. you that, get the brunt. <laughs> oh, that's like, it's a very, it's a kind of a hard place to be. It is. You're like the, you're like the fucking crash test dummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're the guinea pig. Oh, yes. And then, like, my sister was like, I don't, I remember one time I was fighting with my sister. She's like, I don't know why you're so mean to mom and dad. Like, I don't remember my childhood being like that. I was like, yeah, bitch, because I fucking sheltered you from it. Right. And I took the brunt of it. So you never had to feel that shit. Exactly. And she's like, fuck you. I'm like, no, bitch, this is the truth. Yeah. The younger siblings, they'll never know. Never. I mean, they have their own shit too. Of course. You know, the older sibling, that's, that's a big role. So I love how you did this shadow work. Over the last, you know, couple of years that you've mm. been doing all the ambitious stuff and you can like say the reason why in my adult relationships that I was showing up this way was because I was parenting my parents and I was looking for love and all these different things. See, this is the shit that I'm like, when people do the real work, it like makes my fanny tingle because I'm just like, this is like such growth. Instead of being like, you know, I'm just going to shove a crystal inside my vagina and I'm just going to do some baby witch shit and then I'm just going to like go make some moon water and like put some lavender on my pillow and that's going to make it all go away. Yeah, that's no. not what happens. <laughs> Trust <laughs> it's the, me. It's the dark nights of the soul that it actually is. wake you the fuck up and make you evolve. It is. And now I'm kind of addicted to it. So I know when I need to dive in deeper. Yes. When I have you know, subconscious beliefs coming up or certain triggers coming up in my life. I'm like, okay, there's something deep down in here yes. and I'm going to figure out what it is so I can keep going. Have you had anything like that lately happen that you'd like to share? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love hearing your stories. They're the best. Yes. So um, me and my husband have been working on buying our first house. We just got our offer accepted a couple weeks ago. So that's very exciting. Very. And But before that, a lot of things were coming up. I was having a lot of triggers that I couldn't be successful without anyone's help. Uh, just that was basically the theme that I discovered. And so your, like, the theme was you can't be successful unless someone helps you? Yes. So oh. I needed assistance. I couldn't do anything on my, on own, my own, which I really found deep down when I got through the work was I feel inadequate. And where does this come from? So this came from a couple of different things, but what I remembered mostly was actually from high school. So it wasn't even deep in my childhood, which I have explored my childhood very deeply. But recently I've been going back to high school and college, which, you know, wasn't that long ago for me. Um, So I found, I remembered in a inner child healing meditation <laughs> yes. that I was in Spanish class. I was in an honor Spanish class. I was very high achiever. I was always in honors or AP classes. Yes. I would never go to like the basic. No. no. 
You weren't in the you weren't in the like the classes I was in, <laughs> where I had like a helmet on and I was just like screaming "fuck" in the middle of the room, <laughs> eating my poop, literally. I was not a good I probably student. Should have been. You know, it's funny. I was not a good student, but I was like, I was like the mayor of Munchkin City. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that. I was yeah. like popular, and yes. I was like always like the the one that was like, ha- let's have fun. But I sucked at school because my belief as a child was like I wasn't smart enough. Mm. Mm. You know, I actually just had a conversation with my stepsister about that. Really? Yeah, she just realized that she like self sabotaged because, and she's putting the work too. I'm very proud of her. Kylie, Lauren, her sister. Oh yeah, I yes. know her too. I, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them <laughs> yes. both. Shout out. So, um, yeah. So back to the inadequacy. I in my meditation, I went back to a Spanish class in high school, and everyone in my class was super smart. It was like smartest kids in the school. All of them were my friends. I think I had my boyfriend at the time in the class. And I was so nervous to do... We had to go up in front of the class. Oh, and he had to be like... speaking Spanish. You were like in bridesmaids. You're like, para vivar en yes. casa, la sol, la escuelas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. I could write in, I could write oh, things down. totally. But getting up in front of the class... And I wasn't even afraid to speak. Like, I'm such a motivational person. I'd be in front of my team all the time. Right. Like, let's go. Like... I didn't have any problem with being in front of people. And I was a performer. I did cheerleading and all that. But it was just, I was scared in front of all my peers to because do this. Because they were all so smart? Because they were so smart. And I didn't feel like I was, I was smart, which now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, okay, I, why, don't, why didn't why was I, I feel like I was smart? Yeah, but like, yeah. why were you in the class if you weren't smart? Exactly. Ooh. But I wasn't thinking like that at the time. I was like, I'm like the lowest one in the class probably, but I didn't know what... Anyone else's grades could, it were. might not even be true. Right. You could have been number one. Right. And not even known it. So that's probably something else I need to go deeper. <laughs> uh, damn, I'm like, let's do this right now. I know. Okay, so let me let me backtrack for a second. So you went into this inner child healing meditation. Mm-hmm. The thing that came up for you, the feeling was inadequacy. Yes. It brought you back to this time in high school that you were in Spanish class. You were gonna go give like an oral presentation and you were like, Oh my god, I can't do this because I'm like the dumbest bitch here. Right. Which was which is none of that's true. Right. Okay, so then what happened? Did you so, did you fucking freeze? <laughs> oh, I did was I looked at my self? teacher. Oh, I wasn't crying or anything and I was like, "Please, can I do this another time? Can I do this after school? Like, I can't do this. I can't do this." And she just looked at me like, "Bitch, you got to do this." Wow. <laughs> and I was so I got up in front of the class and I froze and I think I said a sentence. I really don't remember. I know I didn't finish it and then I just kind of tapered off and then I just sat back and You really were the girl desk. from the Bridesmaids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oh my god! So that's when I was like, and then I my what I thought came true. I was like, I am dumb. I can't even do this. Self fulfilling yeah, prophecy. I am inadequate. Holy shit! Yeah. So I went back to that, and then I w- I did the meditation again that I was doing, and I went back and I was like, all right, how did I need my teacher to show up, or how did I need to show up? So. I could have went back and said, you know, my teacher was like, okay, that's fine. We'll do it after class. Right. Like, <laughs> yep. whatever. But I went back and I was like, fuck it. I'm a badass bitch. I'm going to speak in Spanish in front of this class and I'm going to crush it. I'm going to get the highest grade in the class. So I, I did that in my meditation. So I went back and I changed what I did <gasps> at the time. I love this. And I literally came, when I came out of it, I felt so good. I felt like I literally did you that. You healed in real that life. part of you. Yes. I feel Damn. like I literally went back in time and fixed it and then came back. This is crazy. some advanced and bitches <laughs> shit. 
Like, this is pretty fucking advanced. So that inadequacy from, like, this time in high school was now showing up as you're buying your first home with your yes. husband. Yes, like, I was so triggered. I'm a loser. So I don't... Like, who am I to have a house? My husband never lived in a house in his life. You know, like, we both have been feeling like this too. So it wasn't just me. It was like, I'm co-creating with my husband. Uh, you know? That's your, that's your mastermind right so there. A lot of things kept coming up that were blocking us from even getting started in this process. And it wasn't anything to do with money. It was just because we're moving to a different state. Yes. So we needed, you know, Steve to find a job out there right. to get pre-approved. So they knew we were working there and then we needed an offer letter and no one to prove to the mortgage company, mm-hmm. you know, and we weren't getting, the, he's an electrician. So, you know, they need someone now. That was why it was hard for him to get a job. So we couldn't look before we moved. Wow. Really? So it was just all these things coming up and literally, I'm not even kidding. Right after I did that meditation, we, he got an offer letter from a company. So he kept getting jobs, but they weren't sending him the official offer letter. This is magic. Yeah. So this company was, it was the perfect fit for him. Like everything he wanted, everything on his list. They sent an offer letter. We got pre-approved. And then there was, you know, another block was coming up. All these houses that we liked, we're, we're about to put an offer in and someone was taking it. Of course. And it's the market right now. So like, fucking crazy. Yeah. And I was like, Why? we're never going to get a house. Like I'm not, other people like have the means to did do you this. Start, did you start saying this out loud? Um, I think I kind of kept it to myself. <laughs> You were like, I'm just going to let this My husband simmer. already had enough stress. He's the <laughs> provider. So. so in your mind, you were like, oh, my God, if I if I was further ahead or I was this or I was that, yes. I would be getting the house. This wouldn't be happening to me. So you were like yeah, starting to. We're not ready to have a house. I'm not, you know, Ooh. all this stuff kept coming up. And then I went back and I did some more healing with the inadequacy. And, you know, I came out of it and. We got a house. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and this has all been in the month of September. I've been so focused on working on this in the month of September because I was like, I need to heal this. I'm about to have a baby in December. So when we're recording this podcast, it's September. Yes. And I was like, I need to get rid of this before this baby comes. And I'm just like, you know, yep. have mom brain and totally. I can't even function. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have This just came through me from spirit when you were talking. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm such a weirdo. Um. Does your husband have an abundance affirmation? No. And I, you know, I try to get Steve, him into, come on. I try to get him into all of this stuff. And actually, <laughs> when we were putting in the offer for this house, I was like, can we meditate, please? Like, can we meditate together? And I, I grabbed his hand and then he grabbed his hand and he actually closed his eyes and was like, you know, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. And he grabbed my dog's paw and he's like, come on. Oh, no, we are. We always do that with Pearl. <laughs> I love it. No, animals are like the biggest manifestors yeah, because remember we were having so the cold. Pure. Yeah, they're so pure. They're they're like little conduits of like pure energy. Yeah. Oh my it's god, like it's my so familiar. Funny. Yeah, she totally is. <laughs> Pearl is like sucking on my freaking nipple on my oh knee my right gosh. now. Like, I love it. <gasps> okay, so Spirit just told me <laughs> yes. that Steve needs to do an ambitious. Not it doesn't have to be. He could be man bitches. He mm. needs to do an imbu- abundance affirmation. Yes. And this is what Matt and I did for years together and we still do it we, we just don't do it as consistent because I just get up way too early and then by the time that like he gets up I'm like peace out motherfucker I already did all my shit like, oh yeah that's how day. I am too because I'm literally like you up at the butt mm-hmm. crack of dawn but for years when Matt and I were like really manifesting the fuck out of things that we had never had before every day we would like hold hands and the dog would literally be in between us 
and I would say my abundance affirmation out loud. Then he would say his abundance affirmation out loud. And when I was saying my abundance affirmation, he was in his mind visualizing me Mm -hmm. achieving it. And then when he said his, I would visualize him like how he would look, feel, be if he was achieving this thing. And you witnessing it too, because you would obviously be by his side. Yes. Wow. I'm t- it's so powerful. Yeah, I'm I know that this podcast this. is not me coaching you, but I'm just like, no, Spirit just told me this. I love this. This is what has to happen. And you know, I love, I love getting all the information I can <laughs> to work on myself. I'm here for it, honey. <laughs> no, but that's what Spirit told me, that you got to do that with okay. him. Okay. I'm going to let him Because it's your mastermind. Like, you know how Napoleon Hill talks about, like, when a man and a woman come together, they create a third mind. Yes. Yes. And Pearl's like also in there sometimes yeah. in the mix too. <laughs> she oh, she's like a meditation dog. She literally, when I meditate, she sits in my lap my and she it's the like the wildest thing. I'm like, this is so cool. I love that my dog always comes over and he puts his head on me. He's like, yeah, let me get some vibes Abs- from you. <laughs> Oh, they feel it, dude. They're so, they're like little Reiki masters, I'm telling you. Okay, so this is huge, the inadequacy thing. Anything else that you've been like working on that is really interesting? That's the biggest one right now. And just this happened when I was pregnant with my daughter too. I just have been trying to clear as much, you know, yeah. ancestral, ancestral bullshit. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. As I can. So I've been looking at my parents. Last time it was a lot with my mom and my grandmother, and looking at kind of the feminine. Yes. And this time around, what's been coming up is my father's side. I've been spending a lot more time with my my dad's dad. Yes. Which. I don't I'm not trying to it's just happening yeah. and I I've, I've been starting to realize a lot of things like I was trying to pry and ask my grandfather things cuz I'm like he's getting old I want to know about his life yes. like, he doesn't do tell it now cuz all my grandparents are gone and I wish I had I always say like I would give like 10 years of my life to have like one day with my grandmother right? just to like be like tell me everything yes. you know and he won't tell me and for last father's day I bought him a journal he just has had the roughest life he grew up literally on the streets of Boston by wow. himself he dropped out of high school, went to the military. His father signed off on him going when he was 16, I oh think. Oh, my God. So he was, like, in Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And um, I asked him, and he was a, a Quincy police officer. Wow. So he had a lot of um, ex- crazy experiences. You think? I'm sure. So I was asking him all these questions, and he was like, Stop prying. I don't like when people pry and like yell at me. Oh, but that's the old school (laughs) shit. Right? That's the old school energy. No, he said, Why are you grilling me? (laughs) I'm like, How do you even know what that means? I'm done. Yeah, he's like, How are you, why are you grilling me? I don't like when people grill me. And I think he's like like in an interrogation room. Like, I want to know my my family's history. Yeah, the lineage. And he was like, "Mm." (laughs) And he's never like that. He's never snapped at me like that. that. Interesting. Yeah, he he very much keeps to himself. So I started asking like my uncles and stuff if he's given them any information. And I've just been looking at my relationship with my my own father and kind of trying to look through his lens of my grandfather being his father and my grandmother who's passed and trying to, you know, put some pieces together so I can look at myself. This is so funny because when I was going through my hardcore spiritual awakening too, I did a lot of this work where like, for example, like my dad, as you know, and I'm very open about this, you know, he had a lot of drug and alcohol addiction and just a lot of like, um, I don't want to say failure because he wasn't a failure, but like just couldn't ever like get to the place where he, where he should have been. Right. There was always something. And I think back now and I say to myself, like, you know, my grandfather had alcoholism. He had a a huge job um, with Raytheon. Mm. He was never home. 
always in a boondoggle, like, you know, playing golf, you know, the old Mad Men days where they would just like smoke cigarettes and slap their fucking secretaries on the ass <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, never yeah. come home from for dinner or whatever. Right. And when they did, like my grandmother would be there with the, the slippers on the floor and the cocktail and the whole, it was like that, you know, era. Mm. And then my dad was this incredible baseball player. And it's funny because, you know, I didn't talk to my parents for a really long time. And now that I am again, I, I, re- I grill my parents all the time. Yes. And I ask them all these questions. And my dad said to me one day, um, his dad never came to his sports, never like watched any sports. And my dad actually signed a contract with the Kansas City Royals. He was that good at sports. Wow. He's in the Hall of Fame in his high school, like incredible, and went to college and then broke his collarbone and his career kind of went down after that. But my grandfather never fucking went to any of his games, dude. That's so sad. And never told my dad, like, I'm proud of you. Oh, God. And I think that a lot of my my father's alcoholism and everything stems from like, can you imagine like your... He probably felt like he wasn't good enough. <laughs> never. Never. So why not, Why even try? Right. Just be the self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. And then my my father's brother died in a motorcycle accident when he when when my uncle was 19, my father was 14. So it was just like, my dad had been like doing drugs and drinking since he was like 14 years mm. old when my uncle died. So it was just all these things... And then I'm like, well, no wonder why my fucking parents were like this. Exactly. And now I'm just like, I'm not, and I don't know if you feel like this about your parents, I would love to know, but like, I was so mad at them for so long. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, like, you should have gave me a better fucking life and you should have been there and you should have been all these things. But it's like, I was asking from them what they couldn't give me. Right. And my life contract was, I chose these people to not be able to give me this so that I can evolve and grow into the person I am today. Right. Exactly. Do you ever feel like that too? Like yes. when you look, when you've gone and done this work yes. and you've looked at your lineage and like all the things that have gone on, you're like, no wonder why my dad shows up this way or no matter, no wonder why my mom acts like this. Yes. So one day I told my, when I was working on the stuff with my mom, I, w- I just told her, I have all this trauma coming up. I can't even talk to you right now. And she, she was, she got, she got it. Yeah. She was like, I'm so sorry about everything that's ever wow. happened. Wow. But and I was in a place of like, why, why didn't you, don't you do this? Why didn't you? Yeah. But now I have more compassion for her because I look like we went down to visit her in Florida and I could see like my grandmother, you know, but aggravating my mom with some <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, my mom never gave that to me though. My mom healed that. And she did, she healed so much wow. that I never received. And now my daughter doesn't have to receive oh it. And God, I don't have I to heal from. So think about all the things I'm healing right now. My daughter is never going to have to heal from. I have chills. And, you know, I might have some shit I passed down to her because I'm human. And, <laughs> Absolutely. And it happens. But think about her, my grandchild. Oh my God. You know, like think about my great grandchild. I it literally, just, my my nipples are so hard right, right now. I'm like, because oh. <laughs> I love this kind of shit because it's like, this is not to be like a narcissist, but like, this is why I do what I do to hear people like you say like, this is wh- who I was and where I came from. And now look at what I'm doing. Yes. Like, I think legacy is so important. I mm-hmm. talk a lot about it in my book, as you know, and people like don't understand legacy. They're like, what's a fucking legacy? Like, I'm going to leave my family money or something when I die. And it's like, no, when I die, you're great-granddaughter isn't probably going to know Katie motherfucking Boyd, but she's not going to be fucked up because of something that I taught her great-grandmother. Exactly. Like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. And imagine all the people that came before us who actually healed things. So I used to look at it like, 
what the fuck? Why do I get all the bullshit? But think about all the bullshit my mom had. Oh my God. And my grandmother. Same. And my great grandmother. Yep. And all the things they healed so I Oof. didn't have to experience it. <sighs> That's huge. And now I'm looking at my father's side and I, I have been lately like, what the fuck? Why are you acting like this? Right. But then I look back and it's like, okay, my, my grandfather is emotionally unavailable. Yes. Like he doesn't even want to talk about anything. No. And my dad, actually, I can have conversations with him, but I still feel like he's emotionally unavailable. That's something. But he's way more available than my grandfather. And 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 so on and so yeah, forth. Exactly. Because I know my grandfather's father was like always gone. He was, you know. See, isn't this crazy? Yeah. I wrote about um, in my book because... At the time I was writing my book, I wasn't t- speaking to my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, obviously, you know, inspired ambitious because what she said to me when I was being bullied when I was a little girl. Right. And I wrote at the end of my book about how my grandfather, my grandfather, my grandmother came to America from Canada. And, you know, she was one of 12 children. They lived in a one bedroom house, which mm-hmm. is still there, by the way. Oh, wow. So crazy. Yeah. In Canso, Nova Scotia, which is the eastern um, most city, town, or whatever in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's actually when the Titanic was going down, that's where the SOS came into their cable, like their cable oh, run. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like really crazy. Like poverty beyond measure. And my grandmother was going to Catholic school at the time, and that was the only school that they had. And it was a, a school like a room with all the grades were in one room. Mm. It was so freaking weird. And these nuns came to my grandmother, and they're like, hey, there's these wealthy people in America that are looking for au pairs. Oh. And my grandmother was 16 and my, um, and her sister, no, my, my grandmother was 18 and her sister, Peggy, Margaret was 16 and they had no zero money. Like the nuns weren't like giving them money to like cross the border or whatever. And they were incredible vocalists. They were just good singers. And they literally sang from the moment they left Canso, Nova Scotia at every bus stop at every railroad station to get food. And to get to the next stop. Wow. So you imagine like you're a 16 and 18 year old young girl from another country and you like put a fucking little box on the floor and like sing music and get like a couple dollars here and there maybe to get like another train ticket to get to the next place. And you're going to another country. You don't even know the family that you're staying with. You don't know anything. And that's how they got to America. Wow. And they're just so determined and Look at you. You're so determined. But this is the shit that I'm talking about because when you Mm. know where your ancestry came from and you're feeling weak, like I get scared all the time and things overwhelm me and I feel like crazy. And then I think of like, if my fucking 18 year old grandmother can fucking tap dance and sing to get from here to there, I can fucking do anything. Yeah. And think about what you were doing at 18. Oh, I was like blowing (laughs) random guys in the woods and just like drinking my parents fucking alcohol. Right. Me too. Yeah. I was just like, is that pot or is it like oregano? I don't know. I'll smoke it. (laughs) That's what I was fucking doing. And I was going to like underage clubs and oh God, Mm. no, I was not running a household for a wealthy family in Waltham, Massachusetts. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's crazy what they did. So I mean, it's easy to get caught up in the victim mentality like, oh, poor me. My my parents did this. My parents did that. But when you really and it's OK to do that, too. Yeah. But you really have to go deep and do the work because then you can actually appreciate what your ancestors have done for you. Absolutely. And move forward and realize that you're, you know, going to be someone else's ancestor. And ancestors pass down trauma but they also pass down greatness. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. Because I think what happens is, and I went through this when I was just new to my spiritual awakening where I was like, 
everything is trauma and everything is bad and everything's this. And then I'm like, and then I think of like the story with my grandmother singing to like get to this place so she could have a better life for her family and her future. Right. And so you could have a better life. I wouldn't even be here mm-hmm. if she didn't have the balls that day to be like, I'm going to fucking America. Right. And I don't know where, I don't even know who I'm going with or what I'm doing, but I don't even have money to get there, but I'm going to fucking do it. Right. Like that's dope. That's amazing. Right. So cool. Oh my God. I love that you've do- I never heard that story before. Yeah. I wrote it. It's like in the last part of my book, it's like she was like the, you know how I do the ambitious in history? Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, yes. Yes. End. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think what you're, you actually have brought up so many good points just even in the short time that we've been talking about like how you do this work and you're thinking of like so far back in the past and so far ahead in the future and you're really thinking about the big picture Mm -hmm. and I've never really, I've been doing this work for a really long time and a coach for years and I've never heard anyone really articulate it in this way. So thank you for doing that for me and also (laughs) all the listeners from all across the globe. Like I appreciate the shit out of that. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Oh God. Like that was like, ah, I need to take a second for that. I'm going to sit with that tonight. So since you've been doing like all of your ambitious stuff, what do you think since you've been, you know, working with me and after your spirit day and joining ambitious Academy and just being in the community, what do you think have been the biggest things that have helped you the most? Like, is it your morning rituals? Is it like your non-negotiables? Like, what is it? So before I joined in Bitches Academy, just listening to your podcast, I learned to not look at my phone in the morning, you know, do my habituals, do something for myself before I started my day. Right. And I started doing that very intensely. Like, everything you... I'm a very coachable person. I am too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm very coachable. When you tell me to do something, I'm fucking doing when it. When people are resist- resistant to being coached, I'm like, why are you here trying to have me coach you? Exactly. You're literally you're a being, fucking dinkleberry on my ass here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. So annoying. Because I want to be the best at whatever I do. Same. And the best in my life. And so if you're telling me to do something do and it. you have an amazing life, I'm going to fucking do it. Right. Right. So I started listening to your podcast and doing all of those things. And this is before. So this is in 2019. Mm-hmm. And my life leveled up so much. I did some things people were like what the fuck so i was i had a very <laughs> i had a very safe um office job okay and i was getting paid very well yeah and i liked it for the most part but i was like this isn't what i want to do this isn't like you're forever yeah and i was going i was seeing a mentor to try to you know climb the ladder with a construction company i started in accounts payable then i worked my way up i started learning from my boss he was amazing he was such a good mentor for me um, I had to be a cost engineer on the the these large projects, right. and I was mentoring with a project manager, like driving the job sites because I was like, all right, this is how I make more money. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to do this. <laughs> and the and the guy was like, isn't this amazing? And he was so passionate about it, which was it kind of started to make me be like, wow, it is so amazing. But I I really took a good look at myself, and I was like. I'm not fucking doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run a, this is not a my construction long haul. site. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I cannot imagine. So at the time I was doing private lessons with at the cheerleading gym yes. still. And I had a lot of people inquiring. I just didn't have the time. And I was like, I could probably and you just inspired me with, you know, everything you do and just living your life ambitiously and you know, doing things for yourself. I was like, I'm not, I'm going to start working and doing something that I actually like. And I love doing this. I love going to my private lessons after work. Even when I'm exhausted, I yes. would stay there all night, 
You know, it I would light get, you up. Yeah, I would get as much in as I could. And so I was like, I talked to the owners of the gym and I was like, how can I work here full time and make what I make right now? Yes. And they they helped me like figure out a plan. They're like, we can't, you know, give you the salary that you're getting right now. But if you work X amount, we'll give you this salary and then you can make up for it with yep. private lessons. Yep. And my income went through the freaking roof. I've never made so much money. And everyone I told that I was quitting this job to coach cheerleading. They thought you were crazy. They are like, what giving are you me these faces and yeah. whatever. And I was like, it's so irresponsible. and it still made me, you know, second guess myself. But I was like, fuck it. Let's, <laughs> let's go for it. I always say like, if someone acts like that to you, think about would you trade your life for their life? Mm. And if the answer is no, don't listen to them. And you know what? I now that you say <laughs> that, I definitely up. thought that too because you would say it all the time, and that's what pushed me through. And I was just like living my best life, coaching. Awesome. I had, you know, I was going to CrossFit in the morning. I had the body of my dreams. Like I was doing everything. I w- I would wake up. I had time to journal and lay on my couch and like the windows open and light some, you know, incense and just like get into it yep. and then i go to crossfit and i get a nice workout in i was looking all hot <laughs> then i go coach cheerleading and make a ton of money and then i come home to my amazing who's my husband now yep. my boyfriend at yep. the time and you know just like and you and you know what when that. you <laughs> took when you took the leap and you were like i'm gonna leave this safety mm-hmm. this comfortableness that you know like you could still be there. You could still be working your way up the ladder. You could still be making more money. You could still be doing all that stuff. But I would hate for you have to have stayed in that energy because I always say, like, I think that hell is meeting the person that you could have been if only, like, you tried or you busted out of a comfort zone or you, like, took the leap of faith and you took the leap of faith. And that is why the universe rewarded you. Exactly. And I was literally living my best life. Yeah. Like, I... I look back at pictures from that time and I was like, I look so fucking good. I was so happy. Yeah. You know, I was living in an amazing apartment that I always dreamed of. And then me and my husband ended up doing a move to Colorado. So something I never would have done. I left everything I've ever known. And when we moved there, I had a huge spiritual awakening because I was really away from everything. And I was alone. There was no distractions. Yes. It was just me and my husband. Yes. And then COVID happened. Oh, God. So I was really in there. And, you know, I kind of got back into working a a job just to work a job. Yeah. Just to, like, pay the bills, make the money, whatever. Yeah. And then. And sometimes that happens, you know, when you have, like, this spiritual uptick. And then, like, you know, life kind of shakes up your snow globe. And then it's almost like you go revert back back to the old ways. But I always tell people. It's almost 99.9% of the time, it's like I always say the arrow has to be pulled back to be shot forth, right? So sometimes you have to revisit the old yucky abrasive energy to be like, whoa, like this is not who I am anymore. Exactly. And that's what happened. So I ended up, we got married. I got pregnant right away. I found out I was pregnant two days after we got married. I was like, shit, my life is changing really fast. (laughs) Real quick, real quick. And, you know, I just told myself, I'm never working for another person again. Good for you. I'm never working for another person we again. We can't. We can't. No. We're just, we're, some people can like have, have a bot. I cannot fucking do it. No. I would be fired within 24 hours. <laughs> exactly. I would be like, I, I, I am a HR nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was working at this job and I was just kind of like, I was just fucking around really. Like I was doing the bare minimum. I yep. was like, I 
First you were of all, quietly I don't give a quitting. Shit about this com- yeah, I was quietly. You were quitting. quietly quitting. I was like, I don't give a shit about this company. Like, I'm just gonna do the bare minimum. Yep. Like, I'm just trying to collect a paycheck. Yep. And I was like, all right, this isn't me. You know, like, and not that like it was a big pharmaceutical company that I started working for, and I was like, I don't really give a fuck about them. Right. And fuck them. I don't really care that I'm <laughs> underworking. Suck a dick. <laughs> Psychedelic pharmaceutical companies. Yes. So I was like, I'm never working for anyone again. And then I started have. So I didn't go back to work after my daughter was born. Yes. And my husband's like, we're figure it out. Like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I'll provide for you guys. I'll figure it out. If I if I need to work extra, I'll work. And then all this lack mindset came up because I was used to having all of this money from both of us working. And I was like, all right, maybe if I just get a job, maybe if I and I kept getting messages from recruiters with all this sexy salary that was like, ooh, that's enticing. And I get to work from home. So like I can still take care of my daughter. Yes, yes. All of these tests. So the universe tests you when you're breaking through a subconscious block like that. Yes. And I kept getting these tests and I almost would fail. And I I remember one day I wrote in the Bitches Academy group chat. I was like, I will never work for anyone. I remember it. Yeah. I remember you saying that. And I was like, all right, now people know. So if I start working for someone You're on else, notice. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to fuck you up because that's what we do in a bitches. When someone says something and they go against what they say, we fuck them up. Oh, yeah. We go in and we say, no, 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 no. Yep. It's so funny that you're saying this because, you know, I do a lot of um, business coaching and so many of my girls in the last like couple of months are just like, I just, I just, maybe I should just get a job. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should just get a job. And I'm like, dude, if you have a plan B, it's going astra- to, it's going to distract you from plan A. Every fucking time. And like you just said it, when when the universe is sending you those tests, you got to pass them. It's like playing, I mean, this is like, I'm way too old, but like Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. right? Like you start at level one, it's like super easy, then you get to level two, and then it keeps going up and up and up and up, and the things get harder, and like the fucking challenges yeah. get harder, and they get they get crazier. But like at the end, I always say like, you got to rescue the princess, and the princess isn't out there, the princess is you. Yes. So you can, you have to play the fucking game. Exactly. And you have to fucking roll with the punches and you cannot get fucking distracted. Like I always say, burn your fucking boats. Mm -hmm. Like anytime you have like, well, like if this doesn't work out, then I'll just go back to that. Exactly. It's like the literally the most low vibey shit ever. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I've ever coached in my life, and there's plenty of people that do this. It's just the fucking saddest, saddest shit to watch. Yeah, because you're self-sabotaging. And you become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Like fuck that shit. I remember getting a taste of me passing a test and it was when I first had my spiritual awakening and me and that boy broke up and I was living my best life. Like I was so happy and just, you know, doing me. And then he came back a couple months later and, you know, usually he would come back and I would take him back and we'd go back in the loop. And I actually like went back out with, I didn't like officially get back together with him, but like we hung out, like went to the beach or something. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like literally with him. I was like, I need to go home. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And he was like making all the promises. I always wanted to promise me to like reel me back in. And I was like, I'm fucking done. And then right after that, my life like catapulted. Yeah. Because the universe was like, thank Christ, this bitch finally Jesus. learned this. Absolutely, it did. 100%. <laughs> Same know? thing with with Matt. Like I had a string of like really fucked up relationships before Matt. And I finally got to the place where I was just like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to work on my shit. I, I don't give a fuck if I meet anyone. I'm just going to like become hotter and richer and smarter and better, blah, blah, blah. And when I got myself to that place where I didn't fucking need anyone mm-hmm. and I was so sovereign and so autonomous and I was so fucking dangerous that I was just like killing, killing the game. Yes. That's when Matt came. 
Yep, that's when Steve came. The right universe was that. like, is this a cute little treat? Yep. Here you go. Like, congratulations, you passed the test. And it's the same thing with Steve. Yep. That's so same crazy. Thing that happened. And it's funny because you always talk about when you first met Matt, you're like, whatever, I'll just like go out with him. And I felt like that was Steve. It was almo- so whatever. Yeah, I was like, I almost canceled our date. I was like, Me too. Oh, we have mutual friends. Like, I don't want this to be awkward. Like, this isn't going to work. This might, probably won't work out. Like, it always <laughs> doesn't. And then, you know, like, I just evolved into what it is today. And I'm so, so grateful funny. I stopped saying yes to the freaking, you know, to not getting any human decency from yep, a man. and a bunch of fuckboys. <laughs> and I started, what we were talking about before on my podcast was, I started, you know, believing that there's actually a good guy out there. Amen. That, you know? And I was like, and I kept getting tastes of them. <laughs> like they would be good, but like there's always yeah, these there's two always things. Like, I'm like, you like need too much affection. And I'm not like that. So, oh like, God, I hate affection. You know? <laughs> Don't touch me. Yeah, you know Like Matt I mean? hugs me and I'm like, what do I do in my arms? Right. And he's and his love language is physical touch. Yes, Steve's Steve's too. <gasps> is yours acts of service? His, so his is physical touch and acts of service, and mine's words of affirmation and quality time. Oh my god, so mine, we're like all opposite. mine is acts of service, and like I always <laughs> on Instagram, I always put like female porn, like with Matt's like cleaning something. Oh, yeah, I'm like, that. oh, <laughs> my pussy's so wet. I don't give a shit. You don't have to tell me I'm good. You don't even have to spend time with me. Just go and clean that mirror that I asked you to clean. Like when I asked you to do it, and I am like juicy as the day is right. long. Like I. <laughs> But Matt wants to hug and cuddle, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I hate... Because I didn't get a lot of physical touch when Same. I was a kid. Same. So it's it's very... We're like those Russian... Me. We're like those Russian orphans that just cry themselves to sleep, and they don't cry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about this? Yes. We just, like, we cried, and then no yeah. one came to pick us up, so and we were, we're like, just like, ah, you know what? We'll, do, we'll just... We'll just rock ourselves to sleep. Yeah. I mean, but I know our, that's so fucking weird that yeah. your husband's like that too. Yeah. And I, I go up to him. It's so funny. Cause we'll be driving in the car and I'll just like slap my hand on his thigh. Ooh. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's not doing it for me. That's, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I, he knows I'm trying. I like grab his like hand awkward. And he's like, okay, oh dude, Matt always tries to hold my hand while I'm driving in the car. And I literally like shake it. I'm like loose. I'm like, I can't see your like, steering wheel. <laughs> That's so we are yeah. such freaks. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that that's the best thing you said. Not that it was the best thing ever, but like I want women to understand that if you think that every guy is a fuck boy, if you think there's no good guys out there, if you think everyone's just like Jeffrey Dahmer and they're trying to fucking like put shit in your drink, then you know what? That's what's going to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, that's what you're going to get. And guess what? I used to think like that. And guess what I got? A bunch of freaking assholes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Once I changed my mindset, I actually went on some dates with some really great guys. Yeah. They just weren't for me. Right. And then I found Steve and I was like, okay. When I first it. started dating Matt, though, I thought he was like fake. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I was like, what's wrong with you, motherfucker? Like, know, are you, fuck- be are you fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Like I was always like, he's going to like he's an axe murderer or he's like a pedo or like yes. he's gonna fucking skin me and wear me like last year's Versace like something is wrong right and then when nothing was wrong I was like what yeah what and then you start a fight with them and you're like oh, oh fuck you <laughs> I would start a fight with him just to feel something because yeah, feel- I was so I don't know if you ever had this feeling too but like chaos is like my number one baseline oh yeah and like just always fighting and drama and so when I never had that with Matt I was like uh, something's fucking wrong. Yeah. So I would, uh, my whole thing is, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm a, um, I'm a, f- you know, you like have fight or flight. Mm-hmm. As soon as I'm done, 
and I can't handle it anymore, I'll fucking peace out on you. Mm, yep. So I would literally get in a fight with Matt and I'm like, I'm fucking out of here. And I would like pack a bag and I would like go to the city and I would stay at the Four Seasons for like five days and just like drink all the fucking mini bar and just like get massages and just be like, and I wouldn't answer my phone and whatever. And I would be like, he'll never find me. But then I was like using our joint credit card. So he's like, oh, Four Seasons in Boston. Like, yeah. and he would like come knock on my door and I'd be like, leave me alone. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what my parents would do. Yep. And I didn't realize it until I met my husband and I started still doing this shit, which I would just start a fucking war because that's all I knew. Yep. I didn't Same. know how to be comfortable just being. And joy was like not normal for me. And like these feelings were way too fucking intense. Like I, I, I can't live like this. Exactly. And that, that went on for, I mean, obviously, you know, you've listened to my podcast, Our Biggest Brawls. Yes, yes, that was a good <laughs> one. We don't fight like that anymore. <laughs> we actually now... We've gotten to the point where we have like safe words because like we know when shit's going to escalate and like I'll be like, pull my finger. And he says like fucking like marigold or some shit like yeah. that because I'm like, I'm going to fucking leave or you're going to fucking do. He doesn't. Matt's so fucking good. I can't even talk shit about him, even though I love to talk shit about him. <laughs> but it's fucked up when your baseline is trauma, when your baseline is chaos and then you don't receive that from your partner. That is a very foreign alien energy. Yeah. And you try to go back to your old conditioning. Yes. So I would do that all the time. And Steve's just like, all right. Like he literally would just like, be like okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? Okay. Like, let's fucking fight. Like, let's yeah, go. Let's fucking beat the shit yeah. out of each other. I want to fucking <laughs> yeah, fight you. He was always just like that. And I was like, and then he would start to, you know, he's like, I'm not talking to you when you're like being a psycho. Yeah. So then I didn't like that. <laughs> So I, I actually was like, okay, I'm going to work on myself. Like, how, do, how is he able to just, like, walk away from me when I'm upset? Matt so too. I started Matt doing, too. I found, I don't know, I heard it somewhere. And it's like, wait 24 hours before when something aggravates you, wait 24 hours. And if it's still bothering you, bring it up again. It's a good, so thumb. I started That's a good rule doing of thumb. That. Yeah. I started doing that. And then the next day would come and I'd be like, what was I mad about? <laughs> you don't even remember. Yeah, I wouldn't even remember. It's like the old school. Like, and now go to, I'm used don't go to, to it. Like, just, you know that they say, don't go to sleep angry? Yes. I actually don't agree with that. Right. I say, go to sleep angry. And then the next morning, you wake up and you're like, I don't even remember what we were fighting yeah, about. Yeah, and you didn't have to go through all the ridiculous, you know. Oh, because I would keep him up till four in the morning being like, and he would be like, I just need to fucking sleep. I have to work tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're going to fucking go into the ring with me, motherfucker. I was a scary bitch. No, exactly. I still am a little scary, but not like that. And Steve would just be like, okay, I'm going to bed. Because that's what out. my mother would do to my father. Yep. My father would literally be like, Terry, shut the <laughs> fuck up. And she would be like, like a little pit bull, like yeah, meow, yeah. Meow, until all fucking hours of the night. But that's how we grew up. Exactly. That's what we thought. Like, I always thought like, oh, you just beat the fuck out of each other and call <laughs> each other names. And then like the next day, like you act like nothing's happened. Oh, that's how that's normal. Right. <laughs> right. And I was used to the yelling and screaming and I had it in all my past relationships. Yes. And you know, it like made me feel alive in some weird, fucked up, twisted way. Trauma, trauma is very. Oh yeah, it just gets you going. Oh yeah, just gets you going. So fun. <laughs> but yeah, doing the twenty-four hour thing that helped me so much, and now I real. And then the time started getting shorter and shorter when I just forget about it. Yeah. And now, like something happens fifteen later, fifteen minutes later, um, you're over it. I'm over it. That's so fucking and now, awesome. Like, we literally never fight. What do you think has been the hardest? stuff that you've had to go through since you've started like your ambitious journey Ooh, that's a that's a tough it's a loaded question. question yeah the hardest stuff i had to go through was you know 
actually looking at my own shit instead of blaming other people. <laughs> so, you know, it's easy to be like, you know, I cut off, I cut off a lot of friends. I, you know, left jobs. I've, you know, done all of that stuff. And I'm like, well, that this friend like always wants to do this. So I'm not going to be friends with them anymore, which is valid. But also, I had some fucked up shit that made us become friends in the first place. Ooh, trauma bonding is a big thing, you know. Yes. And I, I, I think of my past relationships with certain friends and we bonded over trauma or we bonded during times of our lives where we were both going through something that was similar. Mm. And anytime that you trauma bond with a friend, the relationship will never be for your highest, greatest good in the future. Oh, I've noticed that <laughs> recently a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because then it's like, it's almost like, and I'm sure you can attest to this, like I had just had my 20 year high school reunion like two years ago, right? Right before COVID. And everyone's still talking about like the keg stand that they did in like, oh you know, in, in 10th grade. It's this fucking same thing when you trauma bond with someone, it becomes a loop. It's like all you talk about, all you like have in common and you forget like that friendship is supposed to be way more than just like trauma. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've noticed that too. And a lot of the friends I had that would just talk about high school stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking done. So we had a group chat. <laughs> I'm fucking done. We had a group chat, me and this group of girls I grew up with. I was from small town, whatever. And they're always, so this couple got engaged. They've been together for like six years mm -hmm. and we grew up with them. They didn't always date. They, they came together like after high school or whatever. And they're like, they got engaged. What the fuck? And it's like, they've been together for like six years. <laughs> like, why are you? Like, and why are you hating? Yeah. And like, you don't even fucking know them. And I was like, I actually like these people. And I would always be sticking up for these random freaking people. Or like someone, a lot of work. someone's getting pregnant and they're like, oh, this bitch is pregnant. And I'm like, good for her. She's like, she's going to be an awesome mom. Like I was always sticking up for them. Oh, and then, that's a lot of fucking work, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like getting so fucking fed up. And then I. They were talking about money issues or something. And I brought up, you were just talking about Dave Ramsey on your podcast. Love me some Dave. And I brought him up to them. I'm like, you guys should like look into this, like to help you get out of this rut <laughs> yes. or whatever, like helping. And then they were just like all rude back to me. And I screenshotted it, I meant to send it to Steve and I sent it back to them. <gasps> oh, I've was, done that before. It's so fucking horrifying. But it wasn't even like a bad thing. Like it wasn't like, I just sent them like Dave Ramsey and then they were all just like being annoying. And I sent it back and like, I bet you didn't mean to send that back to me. And I'm like, yeah, obviously fucking not. But I didn't, I never answered again. <laughs> I love you. I never answered like, again. We're done, bitch. And then they kept talking in the thing and for like, a couple of weeks and then they eventually you know, started their own thing. So you they you were just like, I'm done. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. I, if I'm going to talk shit about people, I don't want to be their friends. You know no, what I mean? So no. it's like, and then you say, why are you talking shit about someone in the first place? Exactly. Like, unless like, it, unless like I uh, and I have friends where I talk shit about people, but it's more like I say to them, hey, I need to vent right now right. to move this energy. Will you hold space for me? I'm actually not looking for any advice. Right. I just want you to hear me. Right. Like Kim and I do that to each other all yes. the time. Like it's a safe place. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And then they move on. Yeah. And it's not like you're just trying to move that energy, but it's like when it's all the time. Oh, and I was always so low to Steve, vibe, dude. Like, I can't fucking do this. And so I was, that's why I was trying to send it to him. And I was like, all right, if I'm, I'm not doing <laughs> do this. Do you know that God did that to you on purpose? Oh, yeah. God was like, that was the okay, Kayla, this is it. You're going to shand this fucking shit to these bitches and you're going to embarrass yourself and they're going to not want to talk to you anymore. Exactly. Like, it was like the trash took itself exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't even upset about it. And I, I truly, 
truly from the bottom of my heart wish them all the best and like hope they you know right live their best lives I love, I love them but it's like i can't keep doing this to myself like i need have i have bigger shit to do well they say like you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time exactly. with. like uh-uh exactly no, thank you i don't want to be like them i appreciate you I, you can love them but you cannot exactly stay in that energy and literally every friend i've ever had a cut off or whatever i you know i wish them the best i haven't it's not like I'm like, I fucking hate them. Right. Even relationships from my past, too. And this is what all the healing works works about, like, people who have done me wrong in relationships. Yeah. Like, I look back at them. I'm like, thank you for putting me through that because, oh, thank you, know, you so much. It helped me realize, like, I was so naive for so for yep. so long. Yep. And that, you had dumb bitch syndrome. Exactly. And they were, they were like, oh, I'm going to, like, do something so horrible to you. That it jars you to the point where you wake the fuck up and you don't make this mistake exactly. anymore. That's the so you know how I always say like you got to do the work, mm-hmm. the real work. That's the fucking real work. It's like the shit that you're like, I just lost my five best friends, mm-hmm. but I know that on the other side of that is going to be like this new peer group that's going to come in that's going to help me even go to the next level. Oh my god, yeah, and the, my friends today are literally the best. Right. And look at the people that you surround yourself with. Like even in in, in bitches academy with me with all these people. Like everybody there is trying, even if they're not like on a certain level that we're like on, and I'm not saying we're better than anybody or whatever, but I'm saying like maybe we're a little bit more evolved like spiritually or emotionally or whatever. Everyone is trying to do better. Exactly. No one's there to like pull their putt. They're actually like, hey, I'm doing this because I desire to have more, to experience more, to be a better version of myself. Exactly. And And it doesn't sound like your friends were doing that. No. No (laughs) self-awareness. So that's the thing. If you have self awareness and you're not in victim mentality, like I can, I can, get I can down roll with that. you. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But if you're always blaming someone else, if you're just like talking shit about people just to talk shit about people, like that's a totally different story. Like if you have an altercation with someone in your life and you need to vent about it, that's different. Yes. Okay. But if you're just talking shit just to talk shit, get the fuck out of my No, head. I 100% you know agree. I mean? And the way, I don't know how this was with you growing up, but I grew up in a gossip household. Yeah. So every, judgmental. Judgmental. So my mm-hmm. like my mom would be on the phone with a neighbor and they'd be like, oh my God, you she, da, 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 you know, and I just didn't know any better. So like, I just like kind of just parroted what I grew up with. Exactly. And then I started, when I started gossiping about people, like as I got over, you know, into my spiritual awakening, it started feeling so uncomfortable. Oh, it feels so gross. It's like, it's like in your gut. Yeah, it feels so gross. I was actually saying something about someone to Steve the other day and I just felt so gross after and I was like, I take that back. Like, I don't know, I don't even know why I started talking about them. Well, because it's it's leftover programming. Yeah, and I, it's like, I'm not perfect. I, I still do that. I yes. still gossip, but I catch myself and I'm like, you know what? They're a good person. They're doing the best. I take that back and yes. I can feel it in my, like literally in my chest and yes. my stomach. I always say like, we have to accept that everyone is at their own level of consciousness. Exactly. So like if someone hurt me or fucked me over or gossiped about me and it got back to me, like I can't be like hateful or angry towards them. It's like, that's where they are in their evolution. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. It's not good or bad. Like, let's all move on with our lives. Because if we sit in it too long, it just becomes a distraction. And then we're no better than anyone else. Exactly. You know, I love the victimhood stuff. That's such a freaking, that's a huge epiphany. Yeah. Like a massive epiphany. So, okay. So since all the things that we've talked about, what are you doing now with your life? Tell everybody about all the things in your life. So you're, <laughs> okay. you already have a daughter. Yeah. So I started. You were pregnant when I, yeah, you were pregnant. 
Lola. So I was doing book club. Yes, that's for, right. Book club. For the ambitious. Yes, yes. For for your book, I was doing book club, and I was literally, I all I wanted was to have a natural birth, and you know, like I remember whatever, and. My daughter had a situation where she wasn't growing. My placenta wasn't giving her oxygen, and I had to get induced. And I, it was the end of the world to me. I was, like, so scared. I was so I sad. Was, like, when you told me, like, they're inducing me, and I was like, can't we do something else? Like, yes. oh, my God. Like, I'm a fucking yes. doctor. I'm a, I got no, a doctor. No, you were so <laughs> helpful, and everyone was so—I'm so, going to cry thinking about it because everyone was Because I knew so that, that you wanted that. So yes. it was, like, your desire so much to have, like, this— naturalist like yes. spiritual birth you know and i still ended up you did you have know, it though i had i was induced and i had i did it without pain medication and i had like the best oxytocin experience it, who knows if it could have been better we'll see i'm pregnant with my second one right now but i was in book club and i told you guys about that and you came through and you were talking to me and held so much space for me and all the women and bitches messaged me i had so many messages of so many women just supporting me and like I didn't have like friends that did that. I'm like getting emotional. No, it's because dude, it's it's real it was, deal. Like, these women who have never met me in person or anything. And some of them just, don't even live near us. They live like no. fucking Sweden, Dubai, <laughs> yeah. Australia. You're like okay, and they would check up on me, check up on me, and even after I had the baby, they kept checking up on me. So that was amazing. But anyway, so what I'm up to now is so I had her in April, and then in December I signed up for Ambitious Academy. So I've been doing that most of my time as a first time mom yeah, and I've been working through a lot. I did, you know, fasting and keto and I started, you know, doing all these practices that you talked about because, you know, it's, I like being coached. So I totally just do the work. Same. And I've just leveled up so much. And then what really, really stuck with me was when we talked about the last six months of the year and you were like, think about all the times, you know, you had a New Year's resolution and you never fucking did it. And now it's the next New Year and you still haven't done that thing. And it's been five years and you still haven't done that thing. And you keep saying you want to do it. It's like, how about you just fucking do it? And that really resonated with me. And I've heard it a million times. But at this time, you were ready to receive it. I was it. ready to receive it. Yep. When, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Absolutely. So I've been wanting to start a podcast forever, for years. And Isn't I never. That funny. Yeah. And I didn't know what I wanted to be on. But since I was on my motherhood journey and I just see all this like negative motherhood talk and all this, you know, mummy wine culture. And I'm like, it makes me so sad because I've been doing my practices that I've been doing since before I became a mother. And then, you know, when she was first born and she was waking up every two hours, I kind of lost sight of that. And once I started implementing them back into my life when she was about four or five months old, my I became a better mother. I was like, everyone needs to be doing this. And I, w- I need to talk about it. I, yes. need to talk- I need to tell other people about this and inspire moms because, like I said before, I've always been a leader. I've always been, you know, someone who inspires people and motivates people. And that's in you. So, like, well, you can't just turn that off. Right. It's, it, it'll hurt you. No, I need On an to energetic level. And I wasn't coaching anymore because I, I realized, like, I love doing stuff like that, motivating people and everything. And I was like, okay, like this time has kind of passed. I was coaching a little bit after I had her just to make a few bucks. But I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this right now. But I then I was missing, you know, that motivation yes. and inspiration and doing that because it's just my nature. Right. It's in you. And so I started my podcast. I was in June. I think even before that, I was 
recording things. I just wasn't posting it. And then I was like, fuck it. I just got to put it out there <laughs> imperfectly. I, I don't even it. care what it sounds like. I didn't even listen to it. Fuck it. Listen back. I just posted it. Yeah. And what I've received back is amazing. Like, I can't. People even... love your podcast. Tell yeah. everybody the name of your podcast. It's called Mindset Mama. I love it. And so you talk <laughs> to mo- your. Uh, you know, your listeners are moms who are trying to be the best versions of themselves. Exactly. So I basically come on and provide tools to help you live your best life because when you are the highest version of yourself, you can be a better wife, mother, sister, friend, everything. All the above. And I believe that everyone, especially mothers, deserve to, you know, be the highest version of themselves because we're raising the next generation. Absolutely. And like we were talking about earlier, like ancestral trauma and healing. So your kids don't inherit, you know, inherit what you you did. Right. It's so important. Like I feel like this is the most important work. There oh, this is hundred percent. This is literally you're doing God's work. Exactly. Absolutely. So what is like next for you? Like what's like your next like plan of action? Do you have something like in mind? Yes. So let's just put that out into the universe. Yes, let's put it out there. I love it. So I can listen back on this and be like, wow, look how far I've come. Because yep. I know I'm going to achieve what I desire. A million percent. So I'm having this baby in December and I'm just planning on being present with that for the beginning stages. And then I really want to make this into a business and start coaching people one on one. And you know, oh, it's I, got chills. <laughs> and you know, just changing people's lives and helping people because that's always been my purpose. I've always known that. And that's why I liked coaching so much because I liked helping the young girls, you know, gain confidence. Yes. But now that I've evolved, I don't really relate to them as much anymore. Now I'm a mother and I relate to mothers more. And, you know, maybe one day I'll evolve into like a granny helper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that for you. (laughs) But, you know, like I just go with the flow and whatever. Mindset granny. Yeah. Mindset grannies. I love it. Oh my God. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've told you from day one, like you have this incredible God-given gift. And if you weren't to like turn this into a business, I would say I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) Because you know, like I really truly believe that anyone who's showing up for the world and helping evolve the world, no matter if it's on a very small level or a large scale level, everyone deserves to have the money that goes in reciprocation to what you give. Exactly. You know, so I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're you're like greedy and you're like all about money. And it's like, uh, I give so fucking much. I mean, you know, you're in a bitch's academy. Like people say to me like, dude, do you ever fucking sleep? Like, do you ever fucking stop? Like, oh, yeah, I feel like you're always doing something. I just go, go, go because I know I only have this like very small, finite, you know, time on this earth it's like i want to fucking do everything yeah you know and i want to leave a legacy and i think that you also feel that way so yes. well we will all support you Thank in that you so business much. when you are ready <laughs> let's have this baby though first yeah yeah i need to integrate a little bit oh absolutely get oh my god i already like in my mind i already i'm like planning your whole business model <laughs> Perfect. Because I was just talking before that. I'm like, how do I, you know, get some business coaching? Like I always say, like stand on the shoulders of giants. So it's like what I love about you, too, is like you have never wanted to like be me. You've always been inspired by like, hey, she has a very similar background than me. She, you know, we're both mass holes. We both Mm -hmm. had like a very similar upbringing. We both come from like the same area in Massachusetts, which has its own vibrational frequency. So like we had that whole conversation, before, you know, before we started on the podcast today. So it's like. You look at my life 
and tell me if I'm f- to fuck off if I'm you know speaking out of turn. But I think you look at my life and you're like, hey, she's like similar to me. I'm older than you, but like if she can do it, I can fucking do it too. Yeah, like, there's nothing different between you and me. Exactly. I'm just a little bit older, and I've had like more time to like create and like put myself out there, right? So you've never wanted to be Katie Boyd. You've always just wanted to learn the tools that I use to get myself to that place. And that's why people like you will always do really well, you know, and the people that like want to be like, I want to be you. They never can fucking do the shit because they're trying to recreate something that is not recreatable because it's my fucking life contract. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I look at you and I see how you show up every day and I'm, I want to show up like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know I don't right now. So I actually think of you a lot when I'm, you know, coming on my podcast or I did my first live the other day. I told you about that. And I was like, you know what? Katie would say, fuck it. She doesn't like she has her hair up (laughs) in a wet bun. And she went on and she just gave so much service and helped so many people just like after her shower in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? After I scrubbed my vajayjay. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go on all this live. My pussy's clean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I want to show up like that. And you know what? Like. uh, people will be like, how do you do it? And I was like, I don't know. It just, it's like something in me that's like, I hate to be like, it's divine, but it's like literally God works through me. Like God's like, all right, bitch, like you look like hell. Just slap a fucking filter on yourself so you don't look that crazy. Like thank God for Instagram (laughs) filters, right? right? And it's like, just do the work and like who's meant to receive it is meant to receive it and who's not is not. But I'm I'm kind of like in a place in my life too with like people because a lot of coaches will come to me to like learn what I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I can't teach you anything because you are too fucking pussy to show up and just do the work. Exactly. And like they want to be like, oh, I have to do my pillars and my ideal client avatar and I have to know all this shit. It's like, no, you don't. You don't need to do any of that shit. You just fucking flip the goddamn camera on and just let God speak through you and you will always have money and you will always be wealthy and you, and people will always love you. Exactly. Period. Mm-hmm. Why do we overcomplicate everything? I don't know. <laughs> it's the story of our fucking, because we love chaos. <laughs> yeah. Chaos. <laughs> chaos. Uh, you know, there's a thing called chaos magic in like witchcraft. That? It's like you use the chaos that you know that is like your thing to like, Go to the next level. Wow. Yeah. We will get into that in another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't like chaos magic because I'm like, I need to get out of this chaos. Yeah, I've had enough. I've actually feel like lately, I'm like, wow, I'm so at peace and it feels really good. And whenever chaos starts to come up, I'm like, nope. No. Stay away. You shield it. You shield it. I love it. I'm so excited for what's next for you. I'm so excited for the baby. I'm so excited for your move. I'm so excited for your new business. We're going to monetize the fuck out of this shit because you are doing God's work and I'm so proud of you. And I'm just so, I'm so grateful that you've trusted me for so long to help you. Oh yeah. You're like literally, I can't imagine a better coach for me. Aw, thank (laughs) you so much. So we will put all the, in the show notes, your podcast, all the different stuff so everyone can check out the mindset mama, which is fucking, it's literally next level. And they can find you on all the places where they consume podcasts. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Any last parting words for the ambitious out there in a bitches land? Yeah. Just do the fucking work, man. Thank you. Thank you. Like, it's crazy. I, it's, I mean, so it's many literally people that simple. Listen, but you just got to get out of the victim mentality and put your head down and start doing the work. Absolutely. Yes, queen. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming all the Thank way. Thank you so doing much this. for like, having this me. This is next level yes this is like full circle shit it is I love it alright guys I hope that you enjoyed Kayla because I know I did and don't forget to stay ambitious and I will see you next Tuesday <laughs>